as Jesus stood on the pavement in a place called Gabbatha, having been scourged, beaten, spat upon, insulted, crowned with piercing thorns, bruised and bloodied, wearied and half dead. Pilate mockingly announces to the crowd, behold your king. Although intended as an insult, this is a powerful and profound proclamation of the mystery of Christ's kingship. On this day, which we call Good Friday, Jesus does indeed reveal himself as our king. This is the revelation, the very mission for which our Lord was sent from heaven. This is the truth to which he testifies. Nathanael was the first to recognize the kingship of Jesus in chapter 1, when he proclaimed, you are the king of Israel. The crowds who were fed with the multiplication of loaves and fish in chapter 6 tried to carry Jesus off to make him king. And the crowds hailed him with the words, Blessed is the King of Israel, when our Lord entered Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. Although the kingship of Jesus was recognized and proclaimed in these other sections of John's Gospel, it is in our Lord's passion that he really and truly manifests himself as the king of the Jews. We just heard in the Passion reading that our Lord was identified as a king no less than 10 times. He was crowned with thorns, dressed in imperial garments, given a royal burial with 100 pounds of myrrh and aloes, and placed in a garden tomb just as his biblical ancestor, King David. His official title is inscribed in the languages of the whole world as he reigns on the cross. The kingship of Jesus is never more explicitly proclaimed than it is in these passages. When we think of Jesus as our king, we usually do so either in comparison or contrast to other kings. His reign, his robes, his crown, his throne, his dominion, his subjects, his glory. And certainly these common elements are part of our Lord's passion and do stand in stark contrast to the false and vain pursuits of worldly kings. Jesus' kingdom is one of truth rather than political compromise and expediency. 
His authority and reign is based on love rather than power and violence. His crown unites him with the suffering of humanity rather than isolating him from it. His robes were even taken as shameful bounty by the soldiers, which left Jesus naked and exposed and vulnerable to the crowds because he is the king who dignifies our humiliation with his presence and accompaniment. His throne is the harsh and unforgiving wood of the cross rather than the comfortable and jeweled thrones of worldly rulers. His domain is not manifested by the gold orb and scepter of other kings, but by his open arms embracing all humanity, symbolized by his garment being divided into four, representing the four corners of the world, while his tunic remains one, the unity in universality our Lord prayed for at the Last Supper. His subjects are drawn to him and gathered at the foot of the cross. Mary and the beloved disciple, symbols of faith and love, the defining qualities for all who seek to be citizens of the kingdom of God. Their loyalty expressed in their faithful, loving, unwavering communion with Jesus, rather than oaths based on purchased allegiance through promises of temporal reward or intimidating threats of punishment made by other kings. His glory is the self-giving, sacrificial, salvific, merciful, reconciling, and forgiving witness of God's love for all humanity, both sinner and saint, rather than the distanced and privileged glory sought by other rulers whose status exempted them from sharing in the plight or the companionship of common humanity. Now, while these comparisons and contrasts may make for good and appropriate homily points, the truth is that they fail to capture or convey the most profound message of Jesus as our King. You see, Jesus did not come to distinguish himself from other kings. To understand the kingship of Jesus, we have to remember that the Jewish people always had one king, and that is God. Any earthly ruler who would bear the title of king for the Jews was to do so as God's representative. The one called king 
fulfilled their office only to the extent that they authentically represented God's justice, God's mercy, and God's love for the people. And that is why so many kings of Israel abandoned their office and failed in their duty to represent God. Or should I say, to represent God. This is why it is so meaningful for us and for Jesus to now be so intensely recognized and proclaimed as the true King of the Jews. Jesus is showing us in a most complete and authentic way the true face of God in his passion, suffering, and death. As we honor the kingship of Jesus, we are in awe tonight because we are finally seeing in him and only in him the full revelation of God the Father. And for this reason, Jesus could say to Philip at the Last Supper, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Jesus was sent with the mission to make God known. And in him, we have seen the fullness of grace and truth. How could Jesus make God known unless he made love known, since God is love. Indeed, that is why only the cross, only on the cross, could Jesus fully accomplish his mission of faithfully revealing God to the world and so fulfill his identity as king the one who makes God present among us. That is the reason why Jesus' final words in John's gospel proclaim the fulfillment, the accomplishment, the perfection of his mission when he exclaims, now it is finished. As we come forward in a few moments to venerate the wood of the cross tonight, we do so with the awareness that the cross is the throne upon which Jesus revealed God to us so that we might believe, be saved, and have eternal life in his name. The cross is our Lord's proclamation that God is with us in our abandonment, our suffering, and our persecution. That God forgives us in our sin and failure. 
that God loves us, both sinner and saint, and invites all of us to become one communion, one family, one people, His people. By reverencing the cross, we make our pledge, our commitment, and express our desire to be faithful subjects of such a king, citizens of the kingdom of God, kingly people who are sent even as Jesus was sent to reveal and represent God in the world through our witness of faith and love.